1: Morning all, and welcome to today's Q&A bit late today, sorry, happens sometimes Just gets on top of you, doesn't it? So, um, still here now, that's the main thing Better late than never and all that What does that mean? Uh, Right, well we'll kick straight into it, shall we? Uh, Intro Uh, I had a comment from a few people, from Dale Steele. Now, I had a comment last week from a guy who kind of said Maybe this isn't for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, too, not, not too many words like, you know, so a couple of people. I, I, I just read them out. I don't judge. I just read them out. And I read the good ones, the bad ones, the ones that are against me, the ones that are for me. I try to keep, try to keep the channel as balanced as possible. He, Dale Steele says, I'd rather struggle through to build my own business with my own trucks like Pete than be a know-it-all with um, the comments slagging him off. who probably sits in an office of a big corporation and will do nothing with his life apart from saying, yes, boss, no, boss. If it isn't for people like Pete, Pete push himself forward to the end, we we'll would end up with nothing but big corporations, having everyone's pants down. That guy has no business giving any advice about running trucks. The man's never done anything, ever. Um, and Milescu says, keep it up. Good, good honest, hardworking men. Don't worry about pessimistic people. They're just idiots. Now, in defence to the guy, I don't know. For all I know, it was his company. And he built the whole thing up. And he may have a point. <laughs> I mean, to the stage that... I mean, I was looking at it now. I've been doing this for over five years now. And I've started to have a look at it and think, oh, I have probably made some terrible mistakes along the way to the stage that, you know, I've built up to five trucks. Like the fisherman's story, it's now one. I had the chat with Roy. I went, it's not working, mate. It's just going to be me. So I'm literally going back to owner driver. Just me. One lorry. And on top of this, I've elected to get away from the factoring company. So now what I've had to do, I've had to borrow some money off a friend of mine, and I've got two trucks to sell. But I've got to have enough for the first time in my life. When I was a market trader, you'd get stock, you'd go to work, you'd take the money that day. And then when I started on the exchange a million years ago, Tony said, get a factoring company. I said, Tony, I can't work for like two months without getting paid. I haven't got any money. Get a factoring company. I've always got paid that day for the work I've done. So the first time forever now, I'm having to invoice people. So I'm not going to see any money coming in for the next two months. And I have to say, it's nothing short of terrifying. (laughs) But it'll be, I'll get all the money rather than the factoring company taking their percent. It's only me. So it will be much easier to control the jobs and see who pays what and when. Um, and it will simplify things. I'm trying to simplify my life. I God only hope I can make it through. <laughs> but I have, I have support. I have family. I have friends. I have support. So here goes. Anyway, and also, uh, Jeremy Hawkes's. says... Um, I thought this was a reasonable point in fairness because um, Jeremy Hawksy said, he said, I'm not very happy about the criticism of old gear. Nolans of New Ross Island have been running older trucks for donkey's years. They've run 3,000 trucks and none of them are newer than 10 years old. They have become one of the richest trucking families in Europe and one of the richest families in Ireland. I have always made good profit in antique vans. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? You can run an antique van. You can run a removal firms will run we'll green-painted older Bedford lorries because they look cute, they look nice. And if, if it's not, to me, it's not how old the vehicle is, it's how well-maintained it is. If you've got a vehicle that's 10 years old and you take it into the garage and you replace the engine and the gearbox and you replace everything, it might still be 10 years old, but it's not actually brand new. The shell's 10 years old. The truck itself is brand new. It's, like, it's the thing about the boat, isn't it? It's a... Um, Jason and the Argonauts' boat has been preserved and every year a piece of wood rots, so they replace it with a, with a replica piece of wood until the stage that the last piece of wood rots and they replace that with a replica piece of wood. And then, is it still the original boat? Because the whole thing's been replaced, it triggers broom. And if it's not the original boat, at what stage did it stop being the original boat? Philosophical question. There, for you. There you go, Pete's philosophical steakhouse. Alan Partridge reference. Uh, right. So uh, we got a question of the week. We're going to come down to that. So I wanted to start. I keep meaning to do these for TikTok and the thing. I haven't. I, I will. I've got one really good one. I might put it out this week on a, a cheap way of um, getting a chop for your pump truck. This guy talked up, I went, is that what I think it is? I went, that's brilliant. We'll put that one out for you next week. I'll try and remember to put that one out next week. Um, last week's mistakes. We've got our last week's mistakes today. <laughs> of course we have. Uh, that was Dale, who, uh, meant, uh, who, who mentioned um, 18 tonne Arctic. What's one of those? And Brian, hello Brian, i sarcastic. I'm going to start calling you sarcastic Brian, I think. This is um, Ian's dad. He's, he's, he's sardonic Brian, maybe. <laughs> he said that's one of the new ones. Yes, I've got it wrong. I always get it wrong. So anyway, first day back. Because I am back, baby. I'm out driving a lorry again now. We're out in Maxine in the 18 tonne. Very happy. Um, Leitchi said, I take it this video was the one before the massive incident. Yes, this was the one before the massive incident and the minor incident, which happened straight after. (laughs) And we'll come on to that one. Uh, Tony Mason said, I had the same job working at um, uh, Worthington, Somerton, collecting gear as you did. Yeah, just picking up from Tesco's and bringing it back, like, you know, it's easy enough. Um, David Goodfellow says, the exhaust brake is normally in the right-hand stalk to put it down. Steve Campbell says, on the CF, the exhaust brake is on the right stalk where the wipers on the NF were. And John Franklin says, I'm doing my test tomorrow. I'm learning the foot button by the left radio and the stalk on the steering wheel is the exhaust brake. Uh, And finally, Nick the Urban Trucker, more informed people, says, on the older trucks like yours, the exhaust brake on the manuals is next to the clutch pedal. It's a bit like a footrest with a button on top of it. But you need to switch it on. The exhaust you need to switch on the exhaust brake by moving the right-hand stalk down a notch. The tachograph you had was a, was a stone bridge, I believe. And the red interior light can be turned by switch, switching the crescent moon with a light symbol on the dashboard. Yeah, I worked that one out. I worked take that out change it on the dashboard. I also worked... I jammed the exhaust brake on. I don't know if the exhaust brake jammed on, or maybe after reading that, because it started to rain, and I thought, put the wipers on. I know, I'm thinking, I'm in Bristol, and my exhaust brake's jammed on, I can't get it off. And maybe what it was is you have to. Maybe it was to do with the pedal as well. I don't know. But yeah, the long and the short of it is, I panicked and rang Mark, the mechanic, and he said you're going to have to jack the cab up and knock the piston if it's stuck on. Um, and then, but I turned it off and then when I turned it back on. It just reset itself. It went off. The long and short is again the exhaust brake is no more. I've had it removed <laughs> because I thought I'd rather not have an exhaust brake than have an exhaust brake that decides to stick itself on when I'm in Derby. And then by the time I get home, it's melted the pipes, and I've got to be recovered. I'll just go for extra. I don't know. The mechanic says, he says, I'll take it off. He says, you don't need it. So, yeah, no more exhaust break. So I've got a great big stork for no apparent reason. What if you can set it for something else, you know, like air horn or something. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, Leachie says, I like the idea of the tablet. Do you need a SIM card, or can you connect via Bluetooth? It has got a SIM card in it. It runs out September time. Um... What I can do is I can, I can hotspot it to my phone, but it's kind of a palaver. So I think what I'll do is I'll find out what the cheapest SIM I can get on it is, and then I'll just share the data. I mean, you can get SIM cards. My mate Nigel's got SIM cards unlimited for like 11 quid. So for that, it's kind of worth it. Nick at London Creative says, why don't you turn the tablet sideways so you have horizontal rather than landscape? You can have a wider view. You can, but the thing is what I've done, because I run two apps at the same time. I run a lorry app and a normal app. So rather than being like that, I've got two like that. So I have actually got it as um, landscape rather than portrait, but I've got one on top of the other. It works. It does work. Um, White man, a white man advanced said, have you been going to the gym? Your shoulders look like gym, bro. No. I stopped going to the gym when I started um, in the office, thinking I'd have loads of time. I could get an office in the gym. I could call it the Batcave. No, had no time at all. And I haven't been back since. I don't like it. I thought people say they enjoy the gym. I don't enjoy. I don't, basically, I think if I, if you could take a pill tomorrow with no side effects that made you look good naked, would you ever I don't I think gym membership would gyms would close overnight. I don't think anybody enjoys the gym. We do it because you want it, it's it's Kevin Spacey's line in um American Beauty in it. He's running, Scott Bakula turns around, he starts running, and Scott Bakula says, he says What are you doing? He says, Are you looking to like improve stamina or are you looking to sort of like build body mass? And he turns around to him and he says, I just want to look good naked. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Tiffy Oso Cornwall says, Hi Pete, great video. In my opinion, a day in life is much more enjoyable viewing, and your MX 62 looks tidier than the other one. No, I've got to be honest with you. Um, Veronica was a tidy truck. And she's coming up for sale. And she's have a 12-month MIT on her. So if anybody wants a good, tidy truck, let me know. Because I'm literally only getting, it, getting rid of because I'm downscaling. She's done about 300 and something thousand miles. The mileage isn't even that high. It's not low, but it's not high. But she's a decent lorry, that one. It's a, I mean, part of me thinks... Would you keep it as a spare? But then you're just sitting there, isn't it? Extra parking, extra insurance, extra debt, extra, extra everything. Just for something sitting there depreciating. Don't make no sense to me. Um, and Dale Steele says, "I want your cha- If you want your channel to grow, you need more day-in-the-life driving. That's what's popular. Well, gentlemen, this has all the makings of your lucky day. Because I tipped in Lidl's the other day. And I remember once doing a video about tipping in Lidl's, but that's just me standing in front of it going, I've just tipped over there. Done the whole thing. And, yeah, I've just done another one. I've, I've done a couple of them. If that's what people want to see, what life is like out in a lorry, who who am I? Who am I to not provide? You know? So, yeah, I've, I've, done it. I've done one. I might stick it out this week or next week. And I've done another one, too, which I've got to edit. But that's the only problem. The day in life video to take a little time to get together, you know? So uh, Right, so that was that. The other one, how to close a job down properly. Now, ironically enough, I put this video out... So that I could show Roy, i say, look, go on to YouTube, and there's a way that shows you how to scan. Because what he would do is, fair enough, he's got like um, the clipboard, and he would take a photo of the POD on the clipboard. Which is okay, but it's not always good, you know, whereas if you've got a proper scan that goes through, they can use it. Um, But then, of course, I went, I've changed my mind, I went, Roy, no, sorry, it's it's just me He was all right about it. I still hate you, you know. I kind of told him it might be the case when when we downscale with the others, like, you know, so. Anyway, Leachie says, why don't you get them to sign the POD on screen once you've taken their name and after it's been delivered? I do the whole thing on my phone. Unless let a shipper ask me to scan the POD or on the odd occasion post the invoice. I do the whole thing on my phone. I just don't get them to sign on the phone. I stopped getting them to sign on the phone when COVID came in because people didn't want to touch other things in case they got diseases and I haven't gone back since. So what I do is I just get them to sign a piece of paper. You can, If you want, you can zoom in on the scan on the piece of paper. You can, you, the scan option gives you an option to zoom in. So I can zoom in on the signature should I need to. But it seems to be the best way for me. Um, Squashy says, how long do you keep the PODs b- before disposing of them? Is there a time limit? How long do you have to hold them? I would say six months. I would say if you just get the stack to keep going up, and then when it gets up to six months, take a month out of the bottom, or seven months, take a month out the bottom and put the one on top. To be honest with you, if anyone comes up to you and says, you did a job for me seven months ago, I need the POD, I think you're quite within your rights to turn around and go, are you joking? seven months ago and you're chasing me for it now what you're telling me they haven't paid you because you haven't had a POD and you've left it seven months so I'd say six at the outside but I, might, I think that's a question of the week so I'm going to try and do a little shorty one on that one um, white man in a van says I've not automatically posted a POD in one and a half years now instead I attach it to the job also my bids I add a note to say that if you need to post a POD, I will charge you £1.60 on top of the agreed price when I win the job. I tell them that over the phone as well. Funnily enough, vast majority say don't post it. And only a couple of times I've had jobs cancelled. That's the thing though, isn't it? I mean, what you're going to tell so us, you, you've got the job in, it's ideal, it's round the corner. It's worth 60 quid. You go, oh, it's going to be £61.60. They go, I'm not paying it. Go, off oh, forget it then. Really? You know, I I think the best thing to do is... I mean, also, try to keep on top of who... After a while, you get to know who needs the original paperwork back. And sometimes they do. Who wants paper PODs? Who wants this, that, and the other? Again, it's going to be a lot easier when it's just me (laughs) rather than four drivers going, what's going on here? Like, you know, so we shall see. Um... As keep says, you don't need to save the, paper, the PODs as you can retrieve them later and you can find them on the six and print them off. The problem with this is some, some customers, not necessarily, but some customers require the original paperwork back. And if they require the original paperwork and you haven't got it, they'll go, we're not paying then. So best to keep as much paperwork as you possibly can. As reminded me, I've got to dig one out for Roy. A, a sort of, uh, he, he had a POD, but they also want the packing list okay i'll see if we've got that then uh, shane hardy says seems like a good way to save time i'd still scan them at home personally um as it looked more professional but that's just my opinion to be honest with you and i'm gonna sing the cx on this one the cx app is very very good you hold your phone over it you take a photo as you can see on the um on the video and then you get the, the four little dots in the corner you move two there two there press scan, and it is like it's been done on a home scanner. do you think about the the cameras on these phones now? They're absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Chances are the camera on my phone, my, my printer's three, four years old, the camera on my phone is probably considerably better than the camera on the printer anyway. So, right.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: Wise guys. guys? Um, PS88 says, Has anyone got any experience working as an agency driver, long-distance jobs? I haven't, but if anyone has. Can we talk to PSA E8 and, and, and let him know what the score is? Steve Campbell says, because oh, we asked about Snap, Nick the Urban Trucker says, you want to get yourself Snap. He said, I use Snap when I, was, uh, when I run uh, van and minibuses. Mainly came in handy for tolls in my case, but Snap is like a credit card for tolls, recovery, washing, parking, that kind of thing. So it's just one of those, like a credit card for truck stuff. Sounds like a good thing to have. He also says, uh, there's a truck Tom Tom on the phone, but it's not very reliable. And it can't find addresses you type in, and it's 80 quid. He says I use Synergic for trucks, and then Baz in a van says Synergic for trucks and Roadlords are on TomTom. Tom. So this is the whole thing, isn't it? Um, mm. It's a bit like you know when you, I remember once I, you know I, I had to change it back in the day when I had money. I went and returned some trousers to Nicole Farhe. I still got these. Rung them up. They went French Connection. I had to get my watch serviced. My Seamaster. I have got a real one. Of course, a posh Seamaster. Not all the others aren't real. They, they certainly look the part. Um, and um, <laughs> the guy picked up the phone, he said, Swatch? I thought, Swatch? OK. Um, it's the thing, it's all the same stuff. They've just rebadged yeah. it. You get the black T-shirt with Armani on, you get the black... The Calvin, I'll tell you the Calvin Klein story one day about the Calvin Klein cabbage, box boxer shorts we used to have. I had a mate called Calvin. His name wasn't Calvin, his name was Steve, but we called him Calvin because he sold the boxer shorts. It's another day. Um... And finally, uh, on on, on the um, wise guys, Sergi Singh says, um, hello, sir, one question. Oh, this was to do with the taco thing that I used when I started, Um, the taco app, which would sort of log your hours for you. Hello, sir, one question. What do you write on your taco ticket if you drive seven minutes when you need to make a daily rest? If I drive seven minutes when I need to make a daily rest period? I'll be honest with you, there is a video on how to manage a driver's hours the easy way, and that's what I do. I just, I literally, I think they teach driver's hours the wrong way around. I think they say, well, you can drive for four and a half hours and you've got to get a break. I think what they should say is you can drive for nine hours or 10 hours, but once you've got up to four and a half, you have to take a break. But if you can take if you take 45 minutes after your first minute, you still... Because the amount of drivers that I seem to have come across that think that if you drive for an hour and then you take a three-quarters-an-hour break, you've lost the four and a half hours. And it's not the case. You've still got eight-stroke-nine hours left, depending on your day. But like I say, there's a video on how I do it. So uh, Right, and on the subject of trucks, we're on to trucks now. So, Brian Webb. Sarcastic Brian. Getting a nickname. <laughs> In fairness, well, he said, reference to CVA auctions are all online now. No live auction um, at any site. Did you go down and have a look? The yard was full of rubbish. Scrap, no room to move. It would have been better to go to tubbies at Rush Green Motors. As for waiting two to three hours for a truck fitter, anyone with an ounce of sense would carry a spare wheel on the vehicle, 30 minutes fitted, Um, job done. The thing about the spare wheel, and I thought about this myself, is um, what if you're on a motorway? And chances are, there's a good chance that you could well be on a motorway. It's a bit dangerous to change spare wheel on a motorway, but I still thought, and I have done it. I've done it in a van back in the day. I didn't think anything of it. I was a market trader. I've had a puncture, I just, please turn up. Yeah, I'm just changing it, mate. Um, oh, but then I went on uh, one of these driving speed awareness courses. And a bloke turned around and he said, yeah, yeah, I, I had a mate who changed the wheel on the motorway. He's, he's done it. I thought, okay, fair play to him. He said, yeah, truck hit him and he died. I thought, oh, that's not really us. But I suppose what you could do, you could carry the wheel and then you could turn around and go, I have a spare wheel. I just need a vehicle to come out and fit it for me. And then you get the guy with the big motor, uh, who's got the hydraulic jack and who has got all the lights and the flashing lights so that no one comes and plows in the back of him. Um, the other question is where would you put it? Would you would you sort of find a way to bolt it underneath the chassis, or would you put it inside? Because if you put it inside, it's going to be a massive pain moving that wheel every time it has to get to a distribution centre. It's in the way or something like that. But I wouldn't mind putting. It, and there's also the excess weight, but it's eighteen tonnes. It's not a big deal, is it really? seven and a half tonnes maybe, but. Um, yeah, I'm curious to know. Anyone carries spare wear and if they do, where they put it? Because I think that's a good idea from sarcastic Brian. <laughs> I hope you don't mind the nickname, mate. If you do, if you don't like it, I'll change it to something worse. <coughs> nah, he's lovely. Um, in case on miscellaneous. Casey curious says uh, regarding doing event work he said I enjoyed doing it uh, lots of out of hours work involved easy unloading as that's done by the event crew on site flight cases uh, can be heavy so you need a ramp or a strong ply lining as the event crew love to throw the gear in your van as fast as three o'clock in the morning or a tail of course uh, yeah I know my mate Franz does a lot of event um, for Ian I believe I don't know if he still does it, he's done the bootleg Beatles. He says, great, he loves it. He says, I've been out to Hamburg, I've been out to sort of um, uh, uh, Amsterdam and places like that, been around the country. He so, said, but a lot of it is hurry up and wait. You'll get there at 10 o'clock in the morning, get unloaded, and then you'll wait, or you can come back. But a lot of time, if you're, in, if you're doing it in Edinburgh and you live in Brighton, you ain't going to go home, are you? He said, then you hang around until about, like, you know, 12 o'clock at night, and then they reload you and then you've got to drive it to the next place ready to be there for the next morning so you just basically sleep all day and work all night but he said the money's good and it's not hard work it's just very very unsociable so it depends on you guys doesn't it uh, and rag says um that circuit app well because I, I promoted circuit for a long time and i still maintain it's not the cheapest but i do believe personally it's the best money drop out there i don't get paid by them anymore i'm just telling you it because i think it's true um he sort of but I'm not Mr. Drop anyway. I, I only ever did, really, the most drops I ever did a day, other than three when I was doing the Argos, and three or four occasions. Um, it sort of... Um, yeah, I, I, I did didn't do that much, but he said it's no he says more like a circus. Also you said you would put your first drop in the middle of the van. Yeah, good luck when your van is full out of order. I think I was just saying that just to like demonstrate how it works. Like, you know, I wouldn't seriously put my first drop in the middle of the van, would I? I'd put it right near the edge or in a cab if I could get away with it. Uh what a waste of words and time, mate. It's not i this my personal opinion. A lot of, some of this stuff is my personal opinion. Some of this stuff is the wise words of other people. It's just a forum. We just talk. If it doesn't work for you doesn't work for everybody and finally in this week's conclusion w12 says is that the cat sneezing it was the cat sneezing none of them sneezed this morning they're all quite happy and casey curious it sounds like your cat has hay fever no it's probably done so that's it so it's just me now me and the lorry the new regime trying to get everything shut down trying to run for two months with waiting for invoices to come in. I'll give you an idea, because everyone said, how much money do you need to run on the exchange? I will now get an idea. I know some firms, because you look at the factoring company, I did a firm for one job. One job. I looked at it when I got home, they'd already paid. I thought, how lovely, that you wouldn't actually have to sort of, you just do the job, pay the job. Do the job. You wouldn't have to worry about who has to be paid where and when. I'm all over the shop with that one. But um, hopefully I'm going to get through it. Hopefully by Christmas, Two, three months I'd have everything tuned down, locked down, simplified, and have a simpler way to take care and take money.
0: If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.